0: So let's get excited to talk to today's guest. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Episode 159 of Intermittent Fasting Stories. Today I'm here with Tara Rousset. Tara lives outside of San Antonio, Texas, where she works as an executive for a nonprofit. Welcome, Tara.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Well, I'm so glad to talk to you today. And you know, I like to start by asking what brought you to intermittent fasting and when was that?
1: Sure. So I started my weight loss health journey in January of 2019. And I came to intermittent fasting because I wanted to lose weight, I wanted to do it healthy, and I wanted something to sustain. You know, I have never been a yo-yo dieter. In fact, this is really the only thing that I've done. And I have lost 100 pounds and maintained. So that's so interesting. So
0: you were never a yo-yo dieter. And it's, I guess, unusual to find someone who needed to lose 100 pounds and had not been down that diet road.
1: Yeah, so clearly I wasn't doing much because I needed to lose 100 pounds, right? And what's so funny is I actually didn't realize I even needed to lose 100 pounds. Okay, okay. I started the journey because I just, I knew in my personal life, we were getting Inching up towards graduations from high school with my kids and just different things and advancing in my career. And I knew it was time. I've been married for 23 years to an amazing husband that loves me no matter what. And it just, I have two kids, I have a 15 year old and an 18 year old. And, you know, just in a work full time in a high stress nonprofit industry. And so just, it just kept adding on without me even realizing it. You know, I've just always been kind of a happy person and loved myself and loved others as they are. So I just didn't. So I thought, you know, it's time to get started on something. I think I should lose about 80 pounds because again, no clue kind of how far, how overweight I really was. And so I started in January, honestly, by just drinking water. I thought, let me get control one thing. I'm just Mm going to start drinking water. And just have water with me all the time. And still today that having water with me is kind of my security blanket. It's been my anchor through everything. I just bring water everywhere I go. And everybody that knows me knows that if I don't have my water, I, it might not be a pretty day in the life of Tara because I just have to always have that. And I think I always will. But I really started just, it's real simple, just start drinking water. And then I was at the very beginning from about January of 2019 to July of 2019 through my, my work, through our insurance program. We had a, a little kind of get healthy thing going on where we had an app where we tracked similar to Weight Watchers, tracked our food, you know, and all of that. And and it worked for me for a little bit. But again, because I'd never dieted and never yo-yoed, I knew that kind of work wasn't going to be a long-term sustainable for me. I'm just the kind of person I decide I'm going to do something and I do it and I follow through. And so I was like, I'm not going to, this is not going to be successful if I have to track every single thing I eat and, you know, all of that. And so, In July of 2019 is where I really found intermittent fasting, just kind of searching the internet for sustainable ways to lose weight and found your first book and really with Delay, Don't Deny, started reading it at the beach. I was on a vacation in July. I remember sitting at the pool reading it and I thought, all right, I'm ready. I'm going to start with black coffee. That was not a black coffee drinker. I think I was going to throw up the first time. Uh, that <laughs> I, I think a lot of us a light yes. to that, right? And then now, I mean, it's just ever since that day in July, I switched over and have been intermittent fasting every single day. I, have to, I started at 16, 8, and I quickly realized that, A, that was too much food. Eight hours of eating was too much. And then, two, it just wasn't a weight loss sweet spot for me. So in the book, you know, it said you did 19.5 and kind of found that was yours. And I started that too. And then my body just changed and I naturally went to kind of one meal a day. And, you know, when I got off work and eating a snack and then a full meal and something really funny, Jen, is I had never liked sweets, ever. Never been a sweet person. It's not my thing. You're like, give me all the fast food and the carbs you possibly can, but the sweets I could live without. But once I started one meal a day, I needed a sweet. It was kind of like my brain's way of saying let me have a sweet to close my window and then I'm done. And so ever since then that's what I do. I pretty much have a little healthy sweet snack every day and and eat my one meal and it works for me. And like, I just track my weight. And so September of 2020 is when I hit that 100 pound loss. So kind of from January, 2019 to September, 2020 is where I hit, hit that. And I have maintained it. I got to that original 80 pounds and I was like, Oh yeah, no, this, this isn't enough. And so just kept on going. And right now today, I would like to lose just a tiny bit more just for a number in my head that I think would feel great. But I, you know, I'm, I started at 229 pounds. I am 5'1, so that was morbidly obese for me. And something I find interesting is never did I have a doctor tell me that I needed to lose weight. Never did I have any. I really didn't have any health problems. I'm 45 now. So I started this journey at 43. I mean, literally never. I went to the doctor a couple of times for some heart palpitations. And I think I kind of joked like, well, I know I'm overweight. And there. And then one nurse, I remember she said, well, aren't we all, it just kind of blew it off, you know? It's like, okay. I mean, so if I wouldn't have decided that it was time in my life to take control and make some changes for my long-term health, I probably would have just been kept going and nobody would have said anything to me because everything was fine that's so interesting and I think that's
0: different from the experience a lot of people have you know every time they go to the doctor they get you need to lose some weight you need to lose some weight with the same old tired advice that you know doesn't work long term but the nurse was like yeah no problem we're all overweight that's just
1: <laughs> that's so sad It really is, you know, and and, but then now, and then people will say, this is funny too. People will say to me, gosh, you must feel so much better now that you lost weight. And which is, you know, very, they're kind and they're, they're caring about me. And I always say, you know, what's funny is even before when I was a hundred pounds overweight, I didn't. I didn't know I didn't feel good, right? I didn't know that I was just my life and I kept on going. And and then now, though, I get it. And now I'm like, I have more energy than I've ever had before. I don't think I was ever really lacking too much in self-confidence, but even my self-confidence has grown more. You know, I just have supportive people around me that have always loved me for me. And so, but now that I feel it, I'm sure I, I, I present different than I used to, you know, those kind of subtle things that, I, you know, I didn't really realize. And and then I've shared my journey. I sing it from the rooftops. I tell people all the time, read, you know, now fast, feast, repeat. If you're going to read anything, start there. That's the best one. And and I've got people at work, I'm a leader in my field and in my industry. So I talk about it as a woman leader and in, in my journey. And so I've got staff members that are joining me on intermittent fasting. I've got so many friends, my best friend from childhood, my, my current friends, you know, that I work in just around, I mean, so many people, it's just kind of becoming the norm. Everybody just intermittent fast and we, when we celebrate each other's successes. That's
0: fantastic. I love that. You're just spreading it everywhere you go. <laughs> so, let's go back to I love that you were not beating yourself up or feeling, you know, bad in your body. And I think, you know, you didn't have that dieter's mindset. You never you never had it. So, let's go dig into that. So many of us me, you know, I'm I'm one, I'm sure you know from hearing, I had that dieter's mindset. And A lot of it came from my childhood, watching my mother always be on a diet, always criticizing her body. She modeled that for me. And she modeled, we just pick at our thighs, we don't wear a bathing suit, we worry about how we look, we diet, we are never satisfied. And so, you know, it's no wonder that I picked that up, because that was what women did, especially, you know... Growing up in the dance studio, you know, that was, I remember coming back from college and I had put on the freshman 15 and I was taking a dance class. And one of the girls who was still in high school said, Ooh, you really packed on the pounds. That was the first time I looked at my body and thought, oh, I did pack on the pounds. And so, you know, there, my journey as a dieter began, but you missed that. So, what about your upbringing and your childhood? I mean, were you, did you struggle with your weight as a child or were you just, Not a problem at all.
1: No, I didn't. I was a dancer too, actually, in high school. And so I was always thin, never had a problem. Uh, My mom, you know, similar to your mom, she was always going back and forth on on her weight and trying different diets. And I would just kind of always think, oh, you do you. You know, it's just really nothing that I felt that I needed to take on and do. And and certainly my parents um, loved me unconditionally. Nobody said anything. And I do remember one time, though, that I think – I was about 19. I got married when I was 21, 22, started dating my husband. And, you know, and right around that time, I think started just getting comfortable and putting on weight. And it was maybe my mom or somebody just kind of not a bad comment, just made a little comment about me gaining, gaining weight. And I do remember that bothering me and my husband, my husband saying that really bothers her. So, you know, don't say that. But I mean, that's really the only thing I remember. Uh, and then I just, and then I started, I had two kids and I was a teacher like you at the beginning. I was taught in the classroom and I just kept on going. But I think when I got 43 and realized, oh man, like I have put on a lot of weight, but that was me telling me, right? Nobody else told me. And so I just, I, I don't know. I don't know how I avoided it. I clearly I never dieted if I got on, you know, added on that much weight and it was just bad choices, you know, busy and I would go to work and we would eat fast food for lunch and then fast food for dinner because I was busy family and did wasn't in a real good schedule of cooking. But because of my children and because of my husband it was really the reason I wanted to make this switch is because I wanted to be there long term. I have a daughter. I she's a dancer too. I didn't want her to see, you know, that as her future just kind of unhealthy eating and that type of thing. So really, I just thought, let me set the example for everybody around me. And it's just time. So, yeah, I don't know how I avoided it. I really, I just didn't. And then, you know, I just thought, well, it's time and I'm going to go. I've joked with my brother before. I think we've said, you know, we kind of, might just have the opposite of addiction, you know, and, and I think addiction is so real. And probably I was a food addicted in a way without realizing it. But I have this unique ability to just decide it's time and I'm going to move forward. And Jen, I'm telling you, I'm going to stay this way. I'm not going to pack the, the pounds back on. I have found the secret and I feel so blessed that I found the secret that I can then help the others around me, too. And, you know, and if my daughter well, actually my son's 18 and he does intermittent fasting with me, he didn't need to lose a lot of weight, but he's about to go off to college and was really kind of starting to feel uncomfortable. And so it's something that he decided he wanted to do. And he's lost about 20 pounds and it works really great for him. And of course, we talked to our doctor first to make sure it was OK. And He's done growing. And, you know, I know it's not recommended for teenagers. And, you know, my daughter will make comments here and there, but I try very hard to just... Uh, you know, know that we are we are the body that we were given and we need to take care of it the best we can and we all find ways. And so, you know, I tell her, this is not for you right now, but I, if it ever gets there, I have the secret.
0: That's so. <laughs> right. That's the beautiful part. You know, he is getting ready to go off to college in the fall. That's exciting. But, you know, he's got this tool in his toolbox. He may find, uh, he may not. But, you know, my son, Cal, who um, has always been very, very lean. When he went off to college, he packed on a little weight. He was wearing like small shirts before he went because he's lanky, and <laughs> he, then he was still trying to wear the small shirts, but he was a little uh-huh. <laughs> coming out of them. But he did a little intermittent fasting, and then just got right back down to the size that felt good for him. So he, you know, had the tool, you know, from watching me use intermittent fasting. So it was great to have have the, to know that you know both my boys have the tool. That they can apply. They also know that they don't need to force feed themselves breakfast, unless they they want to. Cal is not doing intermittent fasting now, but it was so weird. I don't know if if you heard me talk about it on the podcast. He and his wife were here um, right before Christmas this past year. And they're like eating breakfast and snacks. And it's funny to watch.
1: Yeah, it is. I mean, I I get like, I'm thinking, how do people eat so much all day? I mean, my body has just changed so much. And then people will tell me, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you just eat one meal. And I'm like, it's not that I'm telling myself just eat. Eat one meal. No, my body only wants that. I, I mean, it I'm does. Not hungry. it just has changed. It feels good, but it was so funny watching
0: them. We went for a hike one day in a, a national park, and they got up and they had breakfast before we left. Then we drove. It was just over an hour away. Then when we got there, they ate a snack. Then we did the hike. Then they had lunch. Then we came home, and I'm like, I hadn't eaten yet.
1: <laughs> I'm yes. still hiking and, That's right. and keeping up so with much. these yes. young twenties. Mm-hmm. I have so much energy when I'm mm-hmm. fasting and not eating. And I think, Jen, I found, especially in the professional world, but even in with my personal, my intermittent fasting, I think, makes other people uncomfortable way more than it makes me uncomfortable. They're like, I feel so bad that you're not eating. I'm like, I'm cool. I'll eat when I'm hungry or I'll have people well-meaning that'll say, well, what's your eating schedule today? That doesn't matter. Like you know, like I get it. I get why they're trying to help me. But I'll eat when I'm hungry, and if not, don't don't worry. Like I'm not starving myself, and I'll eat when I'm ready. And I just why would I eat when I'm not hungry? You know, that's what I'll tell people. If
0: it was window worthy and it looked amazing, you might decide to open your window. That's right. Yeah. I was just at the beach with friends. We had brunch on Saturday, and of course, by the time we started, it was one o'clock. So it really wasn't any kind of crazy early opening but
1: yeah that happened to me yesterday actually we were at a my daughter's a dancer and we're at a dance competition in houston for the weekend and with a friend my friend that actually does intermittent fast and she started intermittent fasting because i did and she never really needed to lose weight she just wanted to get more healthy and so she has a much longer window than me but you know because she doesn't need to cut back too much and so she we were eating. We were going to eat, and we actually were gonna go have brunch. And I was like, you know, this sounds like a, I never get to have brunch. This sounds like a really good thing to do. I'm not hungry yet, but I'll eat because it, I don't want to miss out. It was fun to do with our daughters, and so I'll do that often now that I know that I've got this. This if I want to, if something's window worthy, like you, I'll I'll eat, and you know. But if I don't want to, I'm not going to, and I'm not gonna let society pressures make me feel any different or weird. And I just explain it. And, you know, if people understand it, they do it, if they don't, they don't. And I'm only, you know, with the the experiment of one. And so I'm not going to control what other people do, but I can be the example. And that's where I feel like I have been the example. And now that I'm two and a half years in on this journey, you know, I'll I'll joke and, you know, and we make jokes about it and we tease at work and people will say, I'm hungry. And I'm like, well, I mean, if you would just intermittent fast, you wouldn't have to take a lunch That's break. True. You could just That's- work on through, you know, like, <laughs> and and I'm the boss, so I've got to be real careful. They know I'm teasing and I'm certainly not saying don't take a break, but it is, you know, it's just funny. We'll joke and they'll joke to me and be like, well, I can't be like you and not eat. I'm like, well, I mean, it, why not? We can get a lot more work done. <laughs> well, it's
0: true. You get a whole lot more work done. You're right. Right. So do you often find yourself going to lunch as part of the workday? Like you have lunches that you need to go to with like clients or coworkers? I do,
1: coworkers and donors and that type of thing. And the first couple of times it was a little awkward, especially if it was a one on one meeting. And I was like sitting there just watching them eat. But um, now I think people are just used to it. And I will I'll say, I'm just going to have black coffee and water and don't worry about me. I'll have a big meeting. I have dinner plans later. And so I'd rather just eat big later. And, you know, and then now that I've had multiple meetings with people, then now they're kind of used to it. And they're like, are you eating today or not? OK, cool. You know, and it's just kind of a part of it. But, yeah, I always find myself there and in situations like that. But again, it makes people more uncomfortable, I think, than it makes me.
0: so good. Go to greenchef.com slash ifstories50 and use the promo code ifstories50 to get 50% off plus 20% off your next two months. That's greenchef.com slash ifstories50. And don't forget to use the promo code ifstories50 to get 50% off plus 20% off your next two months. I think the key is that you just are showing them, they get used to it and you're showing them it's not a big deal. You know, if you were acting like it was, you were being super apologetic or like you were doing something wrong, then that would be a weird vibe. But you're like, nope, I'm just going to have coffee and I'm going to be great. You eat and, you know, talk to them about what they're eating. Oh, that looks good. Maybe I'll have that later. You know, just not making a big deal about it yourself is really the best thing you can do because a lot of people would be more self-conscious about it. And feel like they couldn't. They'll be like, I have to eat with them if they're eating and not having that. But see, you don't have that whole diet mindset. That probably helps.
1: It does. And let me tell you something else interesting. This is kind of how kind of the pandemic and COVID fit in in a weird kind of way for me. So I had mentioned that I started in January just drinking water. That was my big thing. And then I just made a conscious decision that I was not going to eat in the car ever. Right, and so as a busy mom, that was a big switch with me, and I just it was eating the elephant one bite at a time, right? So it's the water, and then I'm not going to eat in the car. That doesn't mean, especially as I got into intermittent fasting, that doesn't mean that I'm not going to eat fast food ever, but I'm just not going to eat it in the car. So if we're going to have it, we're going to go inside, and I'm going to sit down, and we're going to enjoy that meal, whatever it is. And that was tough for my family because we're such a you know fast moving family with dance, and my son was in band at the time, and just always going me working full time, my husband working full time. And so I just got used to if they needed food and we would run through the drive through, then I got used to them eating, you know, around me. And so I think that helped kind of get me prepared. But then the pandemic hit and there was no eating inside. And that really, I think, could have been a time that I would have reverted back to old habits because it just you only if you didn't eat at home, you didn't have a choice. You couldn't go in anywhere and eat. And so instead, I really had to pause and think about that and think, uh oh, what am I going to do now? Because I don't that was my out. And then I same thing, I just decided, well what? I'm not eating cold food. So I'm not gonna go through a drive through and wait till I get home to eat it because that's gross. It what's window worthy. So it really got me into to cooking a lot more and really trying to plan that around my day. And so now I a meal plan every week, make sure that I have food cooked and available. And my son, I mentioned he intermittent fast and with online learning and switching to working from home more. And I still go now I'm pretty much back in the office full time. But during that good year time of 2020, you know, I was home all the time. My son preferred to eat in the morning. So I got where I would get up in the morning, get ready for work, make dinner in the morning, you know, so it was just there so he could eat it. It's there for when I'm eating later. And you know, this family dinner idea has been out the window for years with two busy teenagers, but I always want to make sure that there's food there that they can eat at home. And that's kind of the way that I did that. And then my son drives. So if he wanted to go get something later, he could, but you know, he appreciated having the food home and ready. My husband's schedule's crazy. So it was just, just there. And I just cook one meal. And I've had so many people say, well, how do you do it with the family? Don't you worry about them not eating? And I'm kind of lucky that they're old enough that they can get their own breakfast, then get their own lunch. And I just make that one meal a day. But even if they weren't, you know, even if we on a weekend, if I'm able to make breakfast, I am still OK with making it for them and just not eating. I can sit at the table and have coffee and not eat it and and be OK with that. And that's what I tell people. You just have to get comfortable with doing it yourself. And and don't let things like the pandemic or other things, you know, get in your way. Just keep focused on being the healthiest you possible and knowing that you take it day by day. Think with any situation, you have to take it day by day. And it's slow. I always tell people that too. And I get, I, Jen, I can't tell you, and you know this because you hear it all the time. How many people have said to me, well, I've been fasting for a week and I haven't seen anything. <laughs> true. I'm like, y'all, yeah. right. don't compare yeah. yourself to me. I've been doing this for two years. You right. Know, it took a long time for me to gain that weight. I can't expect to lose it. And it's, it is frustrating. And, you know, in your Fast Feast Repeat where you've got the 28-day fast start, you know, I tell people, read that. Jen tells you, don't even look at that scale, you know. And and I'm at the point now, the scales is frustrating. So it's a liar. And I want to throw it out the window a lot of the time. But, I, but that's just one thing. My clothes still fit. You know, I'm still and, – and I have been really on a plateau basically since September when I lost that 100 pounds and kind of now – was that eight months in of being kind of in maintenance without realizing I was in maintenance because there's still this, I'm at, I think I started to say I'm at two, I started at 229. I'm at 129 now. I really, really would like to get to 125. And the reason why I'd like to get to 125 is because again, I'm five one. And, and, 134, I believe, is what it is on the is the top end of normal for me on the BMI scale. And I know BMI is just one tool, but it's a tool that I look at sometimes. Didn't look at before. Didn't even realize I was morbidly obese on that. That word is harsh, too, isn't it? Morbidly obese. You're like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, BMI. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but you know, now that I know that, and I've been tracking it, you know, sometimes I will still fluctuate because I'm a woman, and that happens, and we fluctuate, and, you know, here and there, and every once in a while, I still fluctuate over that. That 132 mark and then go back down. So 125 just seems like I don't remember what I weighed in high school. I know you say, you know, what'd you weigh in high school? I really don't remember, but probably about 120, 125. And, you know, I just think if I get to 125 and stay there, when I fluctuate, I'm going to still fluctuate in that normal BMI range. And that just would be a comfortable number. I also said, I'm going to wait till I turn 45 and see, I have a little, you know, two C-sections, 100 pounds overweight. And I do still have that mommy apron a little bit. And so I've that is it ever gonna go? I'm not trying to be a bikini model, but you know, I want to feel a little more comfortable. I wear a size four. I'm wearing an extra small shirt today and a size four pants, and and I feel comfortable in that. But and I can sometimes wear a two even. I just feel like maybe there's a little more I need to. I would like to do in my body. So I thought, okay, at 45, I'll decide. Do I need to get a tummy tuck? Do I don't? And I just turned 45 in April, and so I feel like I, I'm not ready to make that decision yet. I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting to see what happens. I just don't. I feel proud of myself for. I'm at but I'm not quite where I'd like to finally be just yet
0: and you know your body could still change my body changed over a couple years a good bit and so that you know it continued to get smaller even though the scale didn't move
1: and I've noticed so. that too. Yeah, the scale just doesn't want to move. But, you know, I still, even this morning, I was mentioning something to my husband. I was like, oh, man, after the my long day I had yesterday of eating more than I usually do. And he's heard me so much. He put the words right back to me. He said, yeah, but do your clothes, I said, this scale is getting higher this morning than I'd like. And he said, he's like, yeah, but do your clothes still fit? I was like, yes, they do. They- <laughs> he's been listening. He's been That's listening. right. <laughs> I love that.
0: But you're so right about when we, you know, help our friends get started with intermittent fasting. And the first thing they say is, well, I've been doing it for a week, and I didn't lose any weight.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's, that was always my sticking point. I mean, you know this from hearing my story, but I always, that's why from 2009 to 2014, why I kept going on and off, on and off, because I didn't have realistic expectations. I could do a crazy crash diet, like, you know, the HCG or whatever, and drop weight just immediately. And so I thought that intermittent fasting would be giving me that same crash diet result. And then when it didn't, I would be like, Forget it. I quit. This is not worth it. I'm gonna do this other crazy diet. And then <laughs> but you know, I was the yo-yoer. You know, you said something earlier that I made a mental note of. You said that, you know, the fact that you needed to lose a hundred pounds illustrated that you never had dieted. But think about people like me who needed to lose eighty pounds for me or a hundred pounds for a lot of other people and they had dieted all the time. So, we can work hard and still need to lose 100 pounds or never even paid attention to our weight and need to lose 100 pounds because it was that dreaded yo-yo. So, your body was probably a lot healthier because you had not put it through all those yo-yos.
1: Yeah, that's a, maybe. Uh yeah, put it through a lot of fast food, but Yeah, oh, yeah me you know. too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I can I mean and I feel bad for people who have really worked so hard in yo Yoda. It's got to be so defeating, you know, and I don't know because I haven't done that, but you know, I've, hopefully by follow, by people seeing my journey and seeing that I kind of found the thing that works, it works for me. And I have, I mean, I've kind of done coaching with different friends and, and different people. I've shared my journey on Facebook. So people from high school, people from my regular life, I mean, I have had no secrets. And so I've done a lot of kind of private messaging and text messages in with people and just encouraging them because everybody's so different. And, you know, if you have done the yo- yo-yoing, you know, through your life, I can promise that this will work if you just keep trying. Don't yo-yo off of it. Just keep going with it. And if you haven't, this is a great healthy tool. And I have seen so many non-scale victories doing this. Tell us some of, tell us some of your non-scale victories. Yeah, so, so many. One, just my skin is clearer than it's ever been. I have more energy than I thought I could ever have. I didn't even, again, I didn't realize I didn't have energy before, but I don't nap. I don't need a nap. I don't need anything. I can go and go and go. I have found, I did just So I hadn't really gone to the doctor many times, like I'd mentioned. And when I did go, you know, it was never if I had I was having some heart things, different, just weird kind of palpitations. That stuff is all completely gone. Although nobody would ever say it was because I was overweight, but I kind of kind of think it was, and a little bit of anxiety probably too. But all of that is completely gone. I haven't had any issues at all with that. I um, did so in January of 2019 when I started is when I started to go to the doctor every year and get blood work and you know the physical. I hadn't done. in several years. So I started doing that. And this last past, I did it even through COVID. I went through all of that this year. I went again and my blood work again was never terrible. Uh, It was never any issues in anything I had. But this time when I got my blood work back, when the the nurse called, she uh, made this comment. She said, this is the cleanest blood work I've seen in a long time. And I was like, wow, because last year I should mention, I know I've heard other people mention this before and I've seen on I know what you're going to say. You're going to say cholesterol. Yes, <laughs> yeah. 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 So last year it was a little elevated, not too terribly bad, but I had talked to the doctor and told him I was intermittent fasting, told him everything I learned from you and why I could be doing that. And so when they called back, they said, yeah, it's a little high. I do think it's because if you're still actively losing weight and intermittent fasting, eat more protein, it kind of would come back in a year. But this time, uh, the third time in from doing this was all, everything was in the good, the normal range.
0: That is such a great story to to share because people get really worried about the cholesterol to the point that people started giving advice about how to manipulate your results for the cholesterol testing so that it wouldn't be high. So they're like, you know, all these secret little ways to do it, like don't fast for more than whatever and do this and that. And I'm like, y'all. Wouldn't it be better instead to educate your doctor (laughs) on why your cholesterol is high? Because, I mean, it's in medical journals. You know, I've got an article I always share out of a medical journal that explains, you know, the transient nature of, you know, hypercholesterol and whatever, however you say it. It means high cholesterol. But transient, the word is transient. And that means it's going to come and go. And it has to do with weight loss. And it's normal. So instead of feeling like we have to manipulate our tests, to get some, you know, artificial number, we need to educate our doctors so that they will understand, like yours understood, you know, find that study, show them this is normal. I'm losing fat. The fat is being released. It's gonna show up in my blood results. And, you know, one of the things I actually have heard is, yeah, but you know, the insurance company isn't gonna care. Well, we still need to educate them.
1: Yeah, and I find that I start and I'm like, just know just enough to like muddy the waters. Kind of the same with technology. I know just enough to like get myself in trouble. Same thing with this. Like I can't speak the language very well. I decide to, I you know, because I'm not such so science-brained and minded. So I just refer on back to you. So I like, you know, i refer them back to the book. I'm like, I'm going to try to explain this, but go to the book. Fast Feast Repeat explains it a lot more. Or I take some of those journals that I've seen posted on some of the sites and, you know, tab that with me. and like, here, you read that. I'm not going to explain it to you because I'll mess it up. But just know it works. (laughs) And go back to this expert that knows.
0: Your blood work illustrates exactly that transient nature of high cholesterol because it went up throughout the time that you were losing the 100 pounds. Then after you've been maintaining, it's normal. And I love what your nurse said. The cleanest blood work she's seen in a long time. But you didn't take medicine in between to get it down. You just understood what was happening and it wasn't something to panic about. You're like, this is what's happening. And, you know, had it continued to go up, you know, maybe there would be a different conversation, but you're not losing the fat. And so your blood work looks great. And, you know, probably, especially January of 2021, you know, we've just gone through that rough year of the pandemic. I bet a lot of people were coming in with like worse health than they had been the year before. So to know that you improved your health to that degree over a crazy pandemic year.
1: Yes, I'm feeling pretty proud of myself for that. And again, I, I, I understand the struggle is so hard. And this was a struggle for me. I don't want people to think that I was just so super easy. And I just decided, no, I mean, I still take it day by day. But I just really try to focus on those NS, the non-scale victories. I try to focus on just being the example for so many. And I have a, another little fun story to share. My very best childhood friend that grew up with still my best friend today at 45, she was watching my journey from afar. We don't live in the same city. In fact, we don't live in the same state but you know just kind of still talking and maintaining and um you know she really she kept telling me she was proud of me but did not think that intermittent fasting was the way to go and you know very nicely she would tell me like so so proud of you, but not for me until actually her doctor recommended her. She was having some heart issues. Her doctor recommended it to her. And so she knew I was doing it. And then when her doctor recommended it together, she's like, okay, Tara's doing it, getting great results. My doctor's saying, do it. Let me try. And I am so proud of her. She did not have a hundred pounds to lose. She probably had about 60, 70 pounds to lose. And she's right there with me today. She started intermittent fasting. She has lost weight. We weigh almost the exact same and we send our little Renfo scale pictures to each other and encourage you other. And she told me, she was like, I I do want to tell you that at the beginning of your journey, I was secretly judging you. And I really thought that you were not doing the right thing. She's like, but I'm sorry. And I look where I'm at today. And I said, no, I get it. I'm glad that, you know, you, I didn't care that she secretly judged me because it worked. Right. So, Right. (laughs) So, and then look, and then she's now, I mean, just doing amazing. We haven't been able to see each other in person because of the pandemic, but you know, the last year or two, I haven't seen her since her whole journey, but just talking every day and sending text pictures and seeing her journey just makes me so proud to know that, you know, she she may have had her doubts, but she her doctor also coupled with me got her where she is today. And I'm just so proud of that.
0: Well, I love that, too. And, you know, that's changed so much from the early days when people were like afraid to talk to their doctors about it. They're like, I'm going to tell my doctor and he's going to tell me to quit, not do it. But now the doctors understand it and are likely to be doing it themselves.
1: Yeah, so many people are seeing that with mm -hmm. their doctors doing it, too.
0: You know when the doctors are convinced that's a good sign, but you know I think back my one of my oldest friends, my college roommate that I talk about in "Delay Don't Deny" with the famous shot of rice diet that we were trying in college. You know, same thing when I was doing intermittent fasting in the early days. She's like, "Yeah, I can't do that. I have to eat. I need to eat." And now, you know, she's been living the intermittent fasting lifestyle now for years, and we just got together at the beach a couple weeks ago, and she's living the lifestyle and happy and can't imagine going back she's like yeah I thought it was crazy but we have one friend there were several of us that went to college together and one of them is trying to wrap her head around the intermittent fasting and worried about and still not quite you know doing it, but wants to, but she's in that little, you know what I'm talking about from when you talk to people and they're like, oh, but can I really, I think I'll be hungry. I think I'll need to, I'll be whatever. We're like, we promise you won't. But it was a lot of fun watching my friend who was giving me all that same pushback. Now trying to coach another friend awesome? it right there. It, yes.
1: I think that so. And then too, I tell people like you, I save money doing intermittent fasting. Oh, I don't yeah. have to buy anything special. I don't have to buy a pills, powder shakes, nothing. And I'm not spending money out on food a lot. You know, I used, to, I remember I used to never have cash ever. Like cash would just never stay in my wallet, but it was because I would spend it on food. Now I have cash in there that I'm like, I didn't even know I had this in here. I'm finding it. Cause I'm not going and spending it buying anything because I drink black coffee and water all day and then try to cook at home and eat at home. And I'm saving money, you know? It's true. And it's, yeah, it's kind of crazy.
0: Now, I know you probably remember back when fast food restaurants only took cash. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you did have to have cash. I was somebody who loved going through fast food, but there was one I remember I would go to Burger King in our town took a check. So you could write a check. I would go to Burger King. I'd write a check. Oh. <laughs> Now everybody takes credit cards, but that wasn't that long ago. It was probably 2003 when I was writing checks at Burger King because they didn't take credit cards, cash or a check. That was it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think if you
0: went to now and said, can I write a check? They'd be like, what?
1: What What's a check? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. No, but yeah, just, you know, sometimes you just. I don't know. In my mind, if I had the cash, I didn't wouldn't have to use a debit card because I've got cash right here and I could just you know spend it. And now I'm like, gosh, I just I save so much more money. I feel better. I mean, to me, that's also another non-scale victory is the fact that I save money, you know, and I don't have to spend money out on food. And then you know, you talk so much about listening to your body. And I remember at the very beginning through this journey, I was thinking, this woman is crazy. My body doesn't tell me nothing, you know, (laughs) like there's nothing. What does she mean? Listen to your body. And now I totally know what listen to your body means. And I listen to my body. And I say that back to people now to listen to your body they're like, you are crazy. But I know that I know what window worthy means now, because it, you know I didn't understand that either. And now it's like, you know, do I really want to eat that? And I'm not some big health food eater at all. I mean, I'm not, you know, I will now be that person that will choose a salad instead, because it's just tastes better. My body likes it better. I can feel the difference where I never could feel that difference before. I think about you're right that
0: a lot when I was at brunch with my friends and um, I ordered the weirdest meal ever because we had been eating out it was Saturday we ate out Thursday night and then Friday night and very fewer vegetables than I'm used to so we're at this brunch and I'm looking at the menu and they have eggs benedict which I totally normally would have ordered because I love eggs benedict. But I was like, you know what I want? I want some Brussels sprouts and I want, they had this sautéed sweet potatoes. I was like, so I want an order of sweet potatoes and Brussels sprouts and grits. And so I had like all the sides and that was it. But like all the vegetables you could possibly get. And there was something else I had that was a vegetable. I can't remember. Oh, it was their sautéed vegetable, whatever they had of the day. And I'm like, this is going to be the weirdest breakfast ever. And I got some runny eggs and threw it on top of the sweet potato sauté and, But my body was like, eat some vegetables.
1: Yeah. I totally get that happens to me too. And if it was green before, there is no way I would eat it. If it but, you know, but now it's like I, I want, and not because I feel like, oh gosh, I have to get in my vegetables and I have to get in my green. That's because you but want them. That's because I want them. My body tells me, and it is just the strangest thing. I'm often like, who am I? Who am I that this has happened to me?
0: And somebody was like, would you like to get the Brussels sprouts so we can share them as an appetizer? And I said, no.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I'm not sharing. Nope. All I'm just, mine. not going to share those with you. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I totally, it's, it's just so interesting to me how your body does just change when you listen to it. And I just let my body lead and I eat when I'm hungry. And if I'm not hungry, I don't eat and I'm okay with it. And I have tried, you know, through the Facebook forums, that type I had tried the Mealless Mondays. I actually really like that. And I still do. it. I don't do it as much now. I need to get back into it because I like it better. But you know, people say, well, why are you doing that? And it's not because I feel like it's, is that a part of your plan? No, not as a part of my plan. I just do it because I feel there's no plan. I just do it because it feels good and I like it. And I feel like some of the loose skin, I do have a little bit of loose skin. Not a lot, I don't think, but also I've never lost a hundred pounds. I don't know what to compare it to, but I think I, I don't have as much as I thought I would. But I think with the autophagy, and doing a couple that longer fast a week does kind of help with that a little bit. And so I do it for that reason. And just the energy that I get when I'm on those fasts. And so I was religiously doing it every Monday. And then I've kind of got my kind of got away from that. But I think I'm going to pick it back up going into summertime because I r- remind myself that I do like it. Are you able to sleep? In the fasted state, yeah. Yeah, I did it the first couple times. The first two or three times I did it, I had a hard time sleeping. But then I got better and then, then got to where I think my body adjusted and I had better sleep than I had before. I hear that from
0: people. Yeah. There are definitely people who say that. Maybe I should try. I haven't done a fast overnight. I mean, over longer than one overnight period. I haven't done a longer fast. I eat. I've eaten every day. Let me put it that way. There hasn't been a day where I didn't eat since 2016. So I haven't. Done a longer fast. I wonder what my body would do with that now. That would be interesting. Yeah, I want to cycle back to something that you said earlier about how it will save you money. Intermittent fasting saves you money. What is so funny and it's sad is the rise of the intermittent fasting products, Like people will come in and they'll be like, can I buy, is is this okay to be like intermittent fasting, whatever that you're supposed to add to your water. I'm like, you do not need all that.
1: No, no. I've had friends ask me, they've seen like the uh, couple of fasting apps that not the ones you recommend, the ones you have to pay for. And I'm like, you don't need that. You know, you don't need that. And I will put them to it, you know, gave them advice on those. Free apps. But even me, I don't even use an app. I don't need the clock. You know, I I don't know why. But some people need that. They need to log in and log off and and use apps. But yeah, I've noticed that too. And it'll say fast friendly. I've seen people, even someone that I know, I've seen something and I have, I want to ask, but then I don't. But I've seen like they do fasting, but then in conjunction with like a meal plan too that I've kind of seen. Yeah, but I don't do any of that. This podcast is supported by FedEx.
2: Or text Wondery Pod to 500-500.
0: No, but people really seem to want to, like, they feel like they've got to spend money on something. And it's like, no, you really don't. Do not spend money on anything. <laughs> I mean, you know, with an app, I understand there are definitely people that the app will work for really well that need that. Like for me, when it was becoming a habit, when I, you know, in 2016, like I said, when I started back with the one meal a day, the five hour window after, you know, doing my alternate daily fasting after reading the obesity code, went back to the one meal a day, five hour window. The app helped me cement it as a habit. So it's not because I can't count to five. It just kept me, you know, it kept me feeling like, you know, once I clicked that button. It's
1: like the accountability of it, you know, and I think a lot of yes, people need and that. and there was
0: no way I was going to eat after closing that because I was like, well, I closed it. My window's closed. And I could have reopened it, but I didn't want to. Going through and editing, I was like, nope, it's closed. So, you know, I didn't want to play those games where I was not being honest with the app.
1: Yeah. No, I, my mom and my dad both have actually started intermittent fasting with me too. And my dad has been really good at He cuts off at seven and he's done at seven. He's not eating tomorrow till 11. And you know, that's just what works for him. But, and he doesn't use an app either. But my mom has struggled and kind of gone off and on the train and the and she needs that app. And, and I understand that. I understand that some people just need that and you feel good when you push that button. It's like, it's official. It's starting now, you know, and I, I get that. And so I will recommend those things to people that need it, but I always, say, don't pay for anything. You don't need to, you know, you don't need to do that. And and I think to me, that's part of the freedom in this is I'm not on a diet. I tell everybody that I'm not on a diet. This is a lifestyle. This is a lifestyle.
0: Your diet is what you eat. Intermittent fasting is when you eat. So it really isn't a diet it's because it's not what we eat. We're not telling you what to eat. At all. And the diet you choose to follow, we all eat a diet of food, even if they were not on a diet, but whatever you choose to eat is personalized and it's up to you.
1: Mm-hmm. That's right.
0: And there's no universal way that we're going to tell you
1: you're supposed to eat, although there are lots of people who do. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah. And if too, if you really just like we said, listen to your body, you'll know. Now, if I go to fast food, if I go to Whataburger, I like a salad. I'll get a salad, not because I don't think I can't have a hamburger and French fries. I just don't want it. It's what sounds good. Mm -hmm. But then when I want it, I'll eat it. And that's good, too. And I feel fine with that as well. Mm-hmm. You know, your body
0: is just like, I'm going to have this out. I had the best chopped salad also while I was at the beach. Sherry, who does the Life Lessons podcast with me, she came down for the second part of the time that I was there. And we went to this wonderful restaurant. I'm like, I just need a big chopped salad.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine you, what, 10 years ago saying that? You would have, well, almost would have felt pun. And that, you know, that's the other thing, Jen, I wanted to say. I don't want to punish myself, right? And I think so many times as women, we punish ourselves and we're mad at ourselves or why did we do this to ourselves, right? And it's like, I would think, I don't want to punish myself. And I think, I, you know, before I think like, oh gosh, I have to eat this salad because look what I've done to myself and I'm just in this terrible shape. And no, it's not about punishing yourself. Now I'm like, I want to eat this salad because I deserve this salad. Exactly, it's delicious.
0: Yes. And the night before I had the salad, the, the day before we went to a milkshake bar I had a milkshake for dinner. So (laughs) put it in perspective. But I had the salad because my body was like, you're going to eat some salad now. And I actually ate some of the salad and then I was stuffed. And then I like put the salad away. And then the next day when I opened my window, I ate the rest of it. And it was like the best thing ever this chopped salad that had been in the fridge marinating in there. And it wasn't soggy. You know how salads will sometimes get soggy. It didn't get soggy for whatever reason. And it was delicious the second day.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, I, yeah, you just, it's so weird how you change. And then too, when listening to my body, I get full so fast now. And I don't, I have overeaten. And when I overeat, I'm like, oh, that is why I don't do that anymore. I just feel miserable, you know, and just listening to your body with that. It's like, wow, I didn't need all that food that I was eating before and I and even the feeling of full is a different feeling now than it used to be I think before when I would eat, I think I would have to feel to that over eat to that overstuffed feeling and now I know I don't want to get to that point because I feel gross and I have had time that I'm like oh How could I have used to eat like this all the time? You know, and if you just, if you listen to your body, you start to change, but it takes time. And I want people and your listeners to understand that, you know, I'm here and I feel like I'm a a success story because of you. And I'm so grateful for you and putting this out here for you because what, and I think for me, and I, I identify with you so much because you were just a person. You're just, just a, a person. I'm still just a person. Yes. That, that wanted to share your story, <laughs> right. and your success and and knowing, you know, I just identified with that so much. And I really felt like, man, if she can do it, I can do it. She's nothing different than me. She was a teacher. I was a teacher. She's a mom. I'm a mom. Like we're the same. And I. Feel, that's why I feel so confident. And sharing my story because you shared yours. I'm like, I'm just a person. I'm just a person that decided that I listened to another, just a person named Jen. And then now I'll sing it and bring people right back to you because I think that's the way it works. I don't need any, I can't speak the science. I have credentials after my name, but none in the science field, you know, and I don't need to have that. I don't, you know, I don't, I'm not a, not a nutritionist. I'm just a person and we don't need to
0: be to share that it works, you know, and we can share the science. And you know, I don't like to read reviews and (laughs) all that. But there's one review on Amazon that my husband got really bent out of shape about. And because it goes on and on and on and like refutes everything I wrote in Fast Feast Repeat, like everything I said, they like refutes it all, all of it. (laughs) Like, it's not real. You know, let's imagine for a minute that I have all the science wrong. Let's just imagine. I mean, I don't think I do. But let's say that all the science is wrong. You can't argue with the fact that people are finding success and freedom for whatever reason. It works. And, you know, I I was sharing with you before we started recording, I have so many people who want to tell their stories on the podcast that I am actually scheduled through 2022 with interviews. I can't take any more. And I actually have enough that will air through August of 22, just with the ones I have scheduled right now. So, you know, regardless of why it's working,
1: it is working. And it's amazing. Yes, that's incredible mm-hmm. success. And if it wasn't, I mean, that's a good problem to have, to have that many people that have a positive story. And that's how the word of mouth and just showing living it so powerful. You don't have to spend a lot of money on you know, all the marketing and all the things that go with it. No, it's right. That's what we said. Don't spend it. You don't need to because just people show it and they show that it works and living it every single day. Also, I think it's private. People's health journeys and their weight loss is private for people, but i just changed chose to say, you know what, I don't have any, it's not a secret, I'm going to share it because I want everybody around me to be healthy. And if I've got this thing, I'm not just going to sit on it and not tell anybody. I like to talk about it and tell everybody so they can all be healthy with me.
0: Exactly. And just, you know, fast clean, eat your food and stop when you're satisfied and live your life.
1: That's right. (laughs) (laughs) And I tell people all of that. And I say, ask me any questions that you have. I'm happy. And people will text me random questions here or there, and I'll answer it. And I want to do that because, again, I want everybody to be successful. And I will tell them, take that cream out of your coffee. It doesn't work. Here's the reason why. Read Jen's book. She'll tell you. Like, it doesn't. For me, I found as soon as I really started drinking the black coffee, the day I decided I'm going to gulp this down, and it's terrible. I actually like it now. And I remember that feeling of when I put something in my coffee, I would get hungry later. And truly the black coffee, I'm not, I don't get hungry. It really helps suppress that. And it doesn't make me more hungry. So I explain that to people too. It's like, it's harder for yourself when you think you can just put a little bit of this or a swash of that, you're going to get hungry. And it's, it's going to make this process so much more difficult.
0: It really, really does. And so, so many of the people, you know, that you'll run into, they might say, oh, I tried that and it didn't work for me. They might say, and then I always say, what were you drinking? Mm Mm-hmm. And always, it's like, well, I like to have Diet Dr. Pepper. And I'm like, well, okay, that, stop doing that. <laughs> and, you know, give it some time and let your body adjust. And I promise it's not going to feel like it felt the other time. And again, forget about all the science behind it that I do believe to be true and it makes sense and it explains all the feelings and why, you know, the clean fast works better. But even if I have all that science wrong, which I don't think I do, it's easier and it feels better. And your results are gonna be better.
1: Right, exactly. So
0: dude who wrote that really long review that's just so bad. (laughs) I'm okay with it, even though my husband is really, like I said, still been out of shape about
1: that. Well, the proof is out there. (laughs) They can say that all they want. But the proof is out there and all and, and all of us that are success stories because of you.
0: That's the thing that's so important is that you can't argue with the way people are feeling and the results that they're having. And so I love that you share it. So we are almost out of time. What would you tell someone just starting out with intermittent fasting, or what do you wish you knew when you first
1: started? Yeah, I would say just start. Start slow. Again, I started with just drinking water. As a first, I was just going to switch to water. Start slow, take it one day at a time. Start at 16.8 if that's what you're comfortable for. Less if you need to. And then realize that you know you could work yourself up. Know that don't discount it when you don't lose weight in a week. Don't even look at the scale for at least 28 days. Go back to the book, reread that and take it one day at a time. And also don't let the scale be your only measurement. And I fell into that where I was like, man, it's not showing on the scale. But really challenge yourself to look where else you might be seeing it. Is your hair softer? Is your skin softer? If you realize you maybe had dry elbows or dry heels and they're not anymore. I mean, look. oh, that's true. My elbows are so soft Me and they too. used to be so rough. Yeah. Even I got a pedicure not too long ago and the lady was like, your heels are so good. I was like, yeah, I know. But they used to not be. So, you know, things like that, that... You know, you may not be showing exactly on the scale, but your body's doing other things. You're being as healthy as you possibly can, and the scale will catch up. There's going to be times that you plateau, and that's okay. Keep going and keep one day, one fast at a time, and this works. And that's what I would tell people, and that's what I do tell people all the time. Remember that it didn't, you didn't. Gain your weight in a week. You're not going to lose it in a week. It's going to take time. And don't compare yourself to me today, two and a half years in, when you're just starting. It took me a long time to get there. I've got pictures to prove it. Oh, and that's the other thing. Take pictures. Please take pictures. Yes. I mean, I'll show people that didn't know me then that know me now. I'll still show on my beginning to that. And I had a, a young lady who I work with the other day. I was showing her the picture. And she was like, that's not you. That is just not you. And I was like, no, it really is me. And, you know, and so take that because you'll want it. If, even if you don't show anybody, you'll want it for yourself.
0: It really is funny when you meet people that didn't know you before. Because
1: mm-hmm.
0: it got to that point with me where I w- was meeting new people and they didn't know me before. And, and they couldn't believe that that was me in the past. And I'm like, yeah,
1: it was. I probably. <laughs> i promise you i <laughs> wear that I mean, I, oh and when you take pictures wear the same outfit because that also helps to show. It's like, wear the same outfit. Wear something that you wouldn't... I mean, don't you don't have to show it, but wear something that you wouldn't mind showing if you did. And then just track it that way. And it just feels so good for yourself. I mean, pictures got me through when the scale did not. And it's still, I'll look back at pictures. And now I'm in... I had a friend ask me the other day, do you mind if I post pictures of you before? It was like for my birthday post. She was like, do you mind if I post pictures of you before? And I was like, yeah, that's still me. Post them all you want, you know? You can post my before pictures. I'm proud of where I've came. And so I just encourage people, take the pictures. Yep,
0: yeah, definitely. Well, Tara, it has been so great to talk to you and thank you for sharing your story. Thank you, Jen. Thank you for having me. Do you have an intermittent fasting story to tell? Email me at jen at intermittentfastingstories.com and I'll add you to the lineup. That's G-I-N at intermittentfastingstories.com. The world wants to hear your story. That's it for today. Remember, Intermittent Fasting Stories is edited, mixed, and mastered by Resonate Recordings. To learn more, visit them at resonaterecordings.com or email them at hello at resonaterecordings.com. Intermittent Fasting Stories listeners will receive a free offer if you mention that you heard it on the podcast. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding right your tail.